Guy Crawford. Derek. Well, like always, right? The reason why I'm starting like that is because I'm a little excited right now. I don't know if that's the right word to use. Yeah. Excited. Okay. Yeah. What are you excited about? The fact that uh, we're sitting in my studio, also known as the living room. <laughs> yeah, studio and, uh, is loose term. It's definitely been like a month. It hasn't been a month. You've been gone two weeks. We had Ralph as the guest three weeks ago. Sixteenth, fifteenth. It hasn't been quite. It hasn't been quite been a month. That was the last episode. Was 16th. I mean, it was last. It was like two and a half, three weeks ago. Not not quite a month. Almost. We're almost yeah, but at Dover, so it was another week prior to that before we were here in the living room. So, oh, in the living room. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The reason yeah, I'm excited is because yeah, it's been a while. We're watching elk hunting. We're sitting here having a few uh, drinky poos, and mm-hmm. uh, I have some topics that I would like to discuss tonight. Um, are are we gonna hit the one that everybody knows about first, or are you no, 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 no? Well, okay. I want to lead into that because we'll I have a, that. I have a kind of a serious question, and okay. I think this would help guide us and lead us into that discussion. Okay. So, are you a person that believes? Yes, I'm a person. <laughs> are you a person that believes that one mistake can define who someone is? I think it, well, AC, I don't think that's a very black and white question because it depends on the mistake. Like, okay. Okay. Jeffrey, wait, wait, wait. Je- Jeffrey Dahmer is really, uh, is really a, a popular name right now due to the uh, Netflix show. I keep um, calling him Jeffy Dahmer, by the way. You right? know why? Why? Did you ever see The Ringer? With um, Johnny Knoxville? <laughs> His name in that movie was Jeffy yeah, Dahmer. Jeffy. And so I, I keep Jeffy saying all freaking apples. week, man. All freaking week, I was like, yeah, Jeffy Dahmer. It's freaking not Jeffy. Anyway, it's Jeff. Anyway, so uh, the reason why I'm asking is what's the severity of the infraction, right? Yeah, it, it all depends on what happened. I mean, on one side of this scale, you have a speeding ticket. On the other side, you have someone that brutally murdered 17 people and ate them, right? So where at in the middle do you say that that mistake defines someone? So uh, the example I like to give is uh, something I read the other day that it's probably made up story. I didn't verify this, but Albert Einstein was sitting in front of a lecture class and he said, I just want to quickly review our multiplication tables. Let's go. uh, Let's go uh, by nines. So he said, all right. So he went down the list. and He's like, I'll do multiplication by nines. So we have nine, 18, 26, 36. And everyone starts going crazy. He's like, what? And they're like, oh, you got it wrong. He's like, what are you talking about? And everyone's like, you got it wrong. It's not, you said it the wrong number. It's 27, not 26. And he's like, see, what I'm doing is I'm giving you an example of one mess up and all of you are so quick to scrutinize and chastise me. But you didn't care about the other ones I got right. You only care about the ones I got wrong. So the reason I'm bringing it up is I have someone in my life right now who is facing a, uh, 
some disciplinary actions and it's a little upsetting to see and know like the process and what's happening to him because he's a good individual. He's a hard worker. He's never lied to me and he's getting put through the freaking gauntlet right now. So I just wanted to see where at with your own morals and ethics, did you say would uh, define someone's personality? How severe do you have to mess up to say that person is a screw up? That person messed up versus, hey, he made a mistake. Let's learn from it. Move on. I think, again, this isn't a cookie cutter answer. This is just one of, I think there's probably a few things you can go off of to determine um, how bad a mistake is. I think one of the uh, ways you could determine that is um, did it affect, how, how how did it affect other people? How did that, how has that uh, affected that uh, hurt other people in some way, shape or form? Did it cause them pain or suffering of some sort? Then again, that's just one way that yeah. could be determined. Yeah. No, and I agree. Cause once again, look at Jeff Dahmer. He definitely hurt some people. <laughs> so even toward the end of that, cause the show is different than reality, of course. And I haven't seen the show yet. I'm going to, I dug way in too far into it and, now I'm sure FBI is watching me now because <laughs> well, everyone else too, by the way. It's like the most yeah. watched show ever on Netflix. Yeah. But uh, I literally started looking into it and I've always said this when it comes to take someone like Manson or Ed Gein or whoever, right? And knowing that they're about to get the lethal injection, they're about to be executed, whatever. And they want to make sure people can forgive them. So can you forgive someone that just brutally murdered 17 people and ate them by the way probably not is that forgivable no. you know <laughs> no but what about like i said one mess up that didn't hurt anybody else it only affected that individual there are other people involved and they all did their own thing but to see like he, yeah it's bad man it, it's sad it really is mm. so could you forgive someone for one mess up One mess up. Again, it depends on the mess up. And how did it negatively affect other people or even like right if we're, and if we're talking like a personal thing, um, how did it affect me? In what way? You know? I, I I mean, I like to think I can be a pretty forgiving person, a pretty fair person, but at the same time, I mean, I don't know, if you like freaking shot my dog, like John Wick bitch. So what about what about Lance Armstrong? Okay, again, that negative—he had negatively affected a lot of people. Do you know the whole story of Lance Armstrong? It's been a long time since I've dug into that. What sucks about society is we want to watch the greats fall. We love seeing other people in misery. We thrive on it. How quick are we to shit talk the NFL quarterback messed up a play and it caused an, a pick six? And a NFL quarterback that has won seven Super Bowls more than any other franchise. In- <laughs> so you just went to Tom Brady right now. Yeah. All right, well, I'm not, I mean, yeah. he's, a, he's a prime example, right? Oh, he's, everyone hates him. They yeah, love him. Because you, you mentioned, doesn't matter what I did before, I messed that up. Yeah. And Tom Brady is a perfect, uh, Tom Brady is a perfect example. Hell, you could say that in multiple ways. Um, he brought the city. He brought the New England Patriots six Super Bowls, but because he a left, dynasty. A lot of people, because he left, a lot of people now are suddenly pissed at him. 
he wins seven total Super Bowls and he has a bad game and then everybody get you know I mean as people but like as yeah as you said we love just, to watch the greats fall so like Lance Armstrong going back to him the story once again this you can Google check or whatever but it's not like he was the only one doping. In fact, they actually said it, for what your body has to go through to do the Tour de France, it's actually more beneficial to dope. So the story goes, you have to go down the list of like 18 individuals. You have to get to number 19 on this list to see that he was not doping. So you have 18 people doping, but Lance, number one, Seven-time, I think, Tour de France winner goes down. Okay, so, and then again with that, okay, yeah, there are, okay, say, 18 other individuals are doping. Nobody knows those 18 individuals' names. They know Lance Armstrong's name. I know, because he was number one, right? Right. They yeah. know that name. They, they could they could put a thing out saying, oh, these 18 individuals were doping. Everybody's like, okay, I don't know. Nobody fucking knows. Do you give a are. shit about cycling? Nope. Does it affect you at all? No. Do you hate Lance Armstrong? Think about it, man. He was on Nike commercials saying, like, I got to where I am through hard work, blood, sweat, and tears, you know? And it's Which, like, I mean, he did. You're right. Hard, but he was benefited. <laughs> but it, but it was, he was benefited. As he got in his private jet and flew away. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's hard to. It's, I mean, it, I don't know. It's kind of. It's hard for me to feel sorry for him because of all the other people he drug through the mud that accused him. Because, yeah. like, it, it's, it, I mean, I don't know. It, Optics. There is something said to be said for how you go about it. I look at the optics of the situation because it looks bad, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you mentioned um, doping and, like, everybody does it in the Tour de France. Let's bring up Mark McGuire. Let's bring up. Oh, dude. <laughs> Let's bring up baseball, right? Aaron Judge just hit 62 home runs. 62, man. Just hit 62. Dude, what would you do with that ball, by the way? If you I caught that it, ball? Yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd immediately give it back to him. You'd give it to him? Because they gave his 60th, and or no, 61st back to him, right? I'd give it back to him. You would? Yeah. yeah. No, give just like, as a sports fan it. and just like a respect for like what he just accomplished, I'd give it back to him. Now, uh, but and then again, I don't have a hatred towards Aaron Judge or a, um, not a hatred or like any sort of disdain towards him. Now, if I would have been the guy that, um, if you remember last year when uh, Tom Brady threw whatever touchdown pass it was, um, and Mike Evans accidentally gave it to a fan, gave it to the fan. Yeah. yeah. Now, because it's Tom Brady, and because of where he went to school, and I probably would have been a little bit more of a. A little bit more of an asshole about that one. But yeah, you're going to have to give me some shit for this. But also, Tom did but, give, right? right? They got oh, season did. passes, season tickets, um, uh, jersey, gave, bitcoins, all that Gave thing, him a know? bitcoin, yeah. And yeah. Then, yeah. No, I mean, the guy got handsomely rewarded. And I hope he sold that coin real quick, though. Yes, <laughs> It's not worth 61,000. Now it's down to like 18. Yeah, no. So it's interesting, though, because like you said, does it affect you? Does it affect your your paycheck? So like Lance Armstrong is a great example. And I like to bring him up because he went down hard. He is now has the the X's beside his name that we don't recognize him as the winner anymore. We don't. So for that, let's erase him from history, right? So you don't give two shits about cycling. Check. What about fishing? Love fishing. 
of course for multiple reasons right there's the competitive aspect of it mean you're very competitive with each other there's the just simple pleasure and challenge aspect of it i mean there's multiple reasons why right do you care about the fish absolutely so you respect the species the animal that we are using for sport yes so we should give a little little backstory to what we're leading into which is professional fishing and the fact like to think that anytime there's a pro at any sport at any level from any country if there is a moment for them to cheat someone's going to find a way to do it and they're going to do it by the way people have such a hard drive and such a passion to win that they'll do anything at all costs to cheat or excuse me do anything at all costs to win which includes cheating so this past week one of the craziest scandals in professional fishing not only was exposed, but it's all over social media. Went viral on Friday. Evidence. Viral. All over TikTok. So what you have is some professional fishermen who were on the professional walleye fishing tour. They uh, were fishing the Lake Erie Walleye Tournament in, up in Ohio. In Ohio. And they were in first place. Mm-hmm. And the contest official who is in charge of weighing the fish is on record now making a statement saying i started to question these fish because they felt a little heavier for what their size was right so um and a little bit more of a backstory these guys these guys had to finish 10th place or better to win team of the year do you know how much they won last year over three hundred thousand dollars. Three hundred thousand dollars in not, cash prizes, and that's not including the brand new boats they got in tournaments too. Brand new boats. Brand new. Not just one. Expensive boat. Boats, plural. Yes. So they are a part of a very lucrative sport, and they now are facing a challenge of they have to place certain, you know, ranking to get team of the year, or whatever. And so it's one thing. Do you think cheaters just cheat one time and stop? And and, and does that even qualify you as a cheater? Or is are you going to put the definition to someone who is a cheater, someone that continuously does it? Because it's one of those things that I highly doubt, just like with Jeff Dahmer. You don't just murder one person and say, I'm done. What, that was wrong. All right, let's move on. No, because now they got away with it. And there's a little bit of a adrenaline pump and dump and all oh, this that felt good and i won and now we got three hundred thousand dollars and we have boats coming in and then what happens two individuals catch some decent sized walleye mm-hmm. and forced fed these fish lead weights wrapped in walleye fillets so that way that the weights wouldn't bang together and make noise wrapped in fillets they filleted other fish, took their fillets, shoving them down the throats of these fish. And not only that, I also heard one report it was a pair of pliers. I haven't heard that. Oh, there's a list of evidence that they have came out with because the video shuts off pretty quick. Yeah. But they found a pair of freaking pliers down one of the fish. I never heard that. But, yeah, I, I did know about the 12-ounce weights, the um, um, the fish fillets. All I think all in total – like all in – totaled up it was eight pounds of eight weights pounds of lead weights 
of additional that weight. That were shoved down these walleye's throats. So the event director, the official who's in charge of weighing, in the video, it's a viral video, takes these walleyes, and in the video it starts where there's already one gut open and people are yelling at him, and one fish is in this tray gut open and there's a couple, like two lead weights laying out. And the director actually stops and literally realizes, oh, these people want to kill this guy right now. So he literally stands up and says, everyone stop. I need you two to leave right now. No one touch them on their way out. Don't do anything to them. Leave them alone. And then does the guy leave? He doesn't. Nope. Um, like, what is that? Is that pride? Is that that he was scared? I mean, literally, fight, flight, or freeze. I, he, he froze. I don't, he didn't know what to do. He couldn't even open his mouth. He didn't know what to do. And so the event director then goes, you know what? Hold on. And pulls out three more fish. Nice size walleye. What opens them up. Did you see the did you see the video from the very like the at the very beginning when he when they first found the weights? I haven't seen that one. Oh, you haven't seen that? No. So yeah, again it was the event director. Um cuts you know, cuts open the first fish, finds the weight and screams, We have weights and fish, and does like this like imagine an umpire just ejecting somebody from a baseball game yeah. does that right in his face. And he's like, and then from then from there on, it was like mother effort from everywhere, like 20 times in a minute. It was, everybody went nuts. One of the first things that reminded me of is I love being a part of and witnessing a good ass chewing. Like, to okay, stand uh, there okay. and watch someone get in trouble being in the military. Like I've been a part of a lot of different situations where I wasn't necessarily the one getting into trouble, but as a group we were getting into trouble mm-hmm. and nothing makes you feel more alive than to stand there and see someone higher ranking than you yelling at you, knife handing you, you know, and just, I'm like, yeah, I love this. Like, or I watch some of my, my new troops get in trouble before and you see them stand there getting yelled at, and I'm just like, yeah, good, get in trouble. And so that's what it reminded me of. Is one of the best ash chewings I ever witnessed was a, my commander yelling at uh, some students one time, and you would see him go through the emotions of he was very emotional. He got in their face and was yelling at him. He realized, oh, I need to cool down. So he turns his back, walks away, and cools down, and gets to talking again. But as he continuously talks and brings up more details of what happened, he, he got emotional. fired back up again. He, he runs back over and starts yelling at him again. Well, the guy does that in the video. He stands up. He's yelling at him. Then he says, hey, actually, no, get out of here. No one touch him. We're good. And he looks down and sees the other fish laying there and goes, wait, hold on. And then he guts the fish back open, a third fish, I believe, and starts pulling out not only weights, but fillets. And that's where he's holding the knife in his hand. He stands up and points at the guy with the knife. And he's like, are you kidding me? And he's like yelling at him like, I love it. He's The emotions so- of the event unfolding. So more details of the story. Um, actually before he says, tells everybody, Hey, don't touch these guys. Somebody that was fishing a tournament was a local police officer and actually walked up to him and said, Hey, you need to calm down. We need to, you need to treat this as a crime scene. Like the, the a crime may have been committed. You need to call the police and treat this as a crime. Oh. scene. Take plenty of pictures and everything like that. Did a crime ever get committed? Because what are they currently facing right now? The last open source thing I saw. Felony. They're facing felony charges for theft because they were in first place for $29,000. 
because I'm looking at it as like, what do you call this? Is this fraud? So I have a, I have quite a few family members in law enforcement. I'm, and there's, you know, I've, 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 we've had friends that, who are investigators and stuff, and I've talked to a few people. And the consensus of what they thought would happen as far as charges, um, charges, if any, would be theft by deception. Um, however, if they didn't actually receive anything yet, uh, from the that's events, the hard part. It, it, so if they haven't received anything yet, then they attempted it but didn't actually do it. Um, I don't know how you would pro- prove that they had done it previously when they had won the other three hundred thousand dollars, yeah. right? We all are probably sure that they did, but probably doesn't hold up in this, court. No, this isn't the first time because on your first offense, do you think you shove eight pounds of weights down? freaking fish mouths no, they'd be and pliers and freaking fillets like they obviously have done this before and thought it through because who shoves five ounce nine ounce weights to equal eight pounds you, that was not their first time and one more interesting thing that i i got from this apparently even if they admit to doing to you know cheating last let's say last year when they won these three hundred thousand dollars in prizes you cannot convict somebody on confession alone. Without evidence, right? You have to have evidence outside of a confession. You don't – You a confession alone will not convict somebody. Yeah, I can't go to the local police station and say, officer, arrest me. I murdered someone. Yeah. Okay. You have to have Wh- proof. Who would you murder? When? There has to, there has to be solid evidence. Take and me again, to the body. Remember, with, without, a, with, um, without a reasonable doubt, right? Yeah, evidence. So even if these guys – and so, and I, I wanted to bring this up earlier. So in 2021, um, they had actually been or gotten suspended or removed from the tour due to somebody failing a polygraph. One of them failing a polygraph in 2021. I had no idea they take polygraph tests. <laughs> well, they were, I think they were investigated. For and under investigation. Yeah. 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 So that would be the only reason. So they failed the polygraph and they were, um, yeah, taken off the tour then. And, they even and they even sued to get back on the tour. I didn't. I don't remember how that went. But um, and so back to the video though. I thought it was a very interesting. While these guys are getting their getting their asses chewed out by everybody and their mother that are in this tournament, there's thirty teams on yeah. the water. So getting their getting chewed out by thirty different teams of pissed off professional professional anglers, by the way. And that's a whole other thing, right? You're a professional angler and you have to stoop this low. Yeah, that's ridiculous. That's in. That's just. That's awful. Anyway, the height of your. But sorry, take a tangent. Look at the NFL, man. How many cheating scandals have come out from the NFL? Right, just because you're a pro, does Lance Armstrong? See, the reason why I kind of like made it into this. Exactly. When freaking Barry Bonds and Sammy Sosa and all them, and it's like, well, who? How do you tell? They're off the height of their game. But they only get that edge. So is that juicing or is that stuffing weights? But you're at a professional tournament. Yeah. Well, anyway, back to what I was saying. Um, there, One of the people were talking about like how they like to talk shit or how they like to be cocky. And then like I've done I, every other thing I've heard or read about these guys is they're kind of pompous. And I've even seen a video. And then I even came across a video uh, of them on the water and just them talking about, you know, what to expect from the day. And they were some, they looked like assholes. So 
not only but just to to be assholes like that and then to cheat or get caught like that like no, like how can you be that cocky knowing that you are stuffing 8 pounds an extra 8 pounds into all your fish i mean just a blanket statement cheaters are assholes i mean yeah so how crazy is this though like in 2022 because it makes me wonder like where does it stop this is walleye fishing what about the calcutta with a million dollar prize for the biggest marlin how do you go about like at that level because i would again, imagine well because those marlin those marlin are already dead i would imagine they get inspected they would have to if they're already dead I should ask my dad. I don't remember. I've been to a couple of his tournaments. I remember being a kid and going down to the dock when you come back with like sailfish and stuff. But I never remember like, oh, obviously I was a kid, but I never saw like someone inspecting them. But you got to think like either you come back with a marlin or you don't. And is it a difference between a pound? No, usually it's a difference between like 50, 80, 100 pounds, right? Well, and I mean, it's not like those guys when they catch those marlins and they bring them back. It's not like they just toss the car like the bodies back into the water no they're they're gutted and filleted so if somebody was cheating you would find out about it yeah but to have the gall to like shove lead weights down walleye so just because we had just because i don't think we said it enough this is one of the, the worst things as when it comes to outdoor sports or sports or sportsmen in my opinion, um, this is this is almost up there with poaching. Um, it is poaching, in my mind. I mean, this has got to be this has got to be right there with poaching, right? Right there with poaching. It's disgusting, man. And I like I thought about it. Like, how can I make an example? Because it's so funny. Like, there's a that video that this is a stupid example, but the Rock, Dwayne the Rock Johnson fishing. Yeah. He has his own private pond and he okay. stocks it and blah, blah, blah. Right. He pulls this monster bass out mm-hmm. and he went viral on Instagram or whatever saying, look at this. This is an 11 pound fish. And there's all these reaction videos of like pro anglers like spitting their water out. I'm like what? <laughs> I know what 11 pound bass looks like. It's definitely not 11 pounds. And it's one of those things. It's like, you know, based off the size of these different species, roughly what weight it is. You and I can look at it. Look at us. We, when we back when we when, we, when we're on when we're bass fishing, um, the last time we went out together, we we get we were trying to guess the weights of the fish we caught. Everything between you and, and I is a contest, by the way. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Every time we catch a fish, whoever catches the the fish, whoever catches that fish gets first guess on weight. And both times, one of us got it right. Actually, both times I got it right, and you were point one Shut off. Up. No, so the ounce, man, the ounce. You said that is two point seven, and then I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna have to go two point six. and I'm like, "Jesus, man, it's two point seven. And then the other <laughs> one at one point eight, and then one point nine, and we we were able to get it within the ounce. We know, and I mean, we're not professional fishermen, no, but to even like we're not like, like McCall was with us. To yeah. sell, like, and he looked at us and he was like, really? And we're like, oh, everything's a fucking contest. Yeah. And you're like, I bet it's 15 inches long. I was like, I bet it's 14 inches long. Or 15. <laughs> like, Damn. But it's one of those things. It's like, we are not pros. We are weekend warriors, man. And we are able, and we know, and we are able to guess that. So to stuff 
12 ounces of lead. It's gross. It was more than that. The one fish had two in there. Those were five ounce weights. I think some of them were bigger than the other ones. Um, oh, yeah. So, but, and then actually, it, it raises it raises another question. If they were cheating before, and they were doing this before, which, I mean, I guess we're going to assume that they were. Um, uh-huh. How were they not caught? Because did nobody else look at these fish and be like... Oh, okay, that's, again. A, that's that's a that's an eighteen inch fish, and that's an eighteen inch eighteen inch fish. Why is that one a pound heavier than that one? I'm speculating, but like I said, they did it so much that they finally got too big they for their own big. freaking. Yeah, absolutely, man. Mm-hmm. And they said we really got to like want, like we have to make sure we place. Yeah, and then they just went too far with it. They got greedy, like bank robbers, in and out in sixty seconds. And the one time they go one hundred twenty seconds, they get caught by the cops. Whatever random example I just made up. But you get greedy with it. You get so cocky and comfortable doing it that you think you're invincible. That's like the story of Icarus. Boom. Flying too high to the sun and his uh, wings melted. Got a little too close. Got a little too high. Went went a little too far. That's a great documentary. Icarus? Have you ever seen that? No, I don't think I ever have. I know the story, obviously. I obviously know the story, but no. About Russian blood doping for every freaking sport Every freaking sport except oh, except figure one. skating. I believe this figure skating was the only sport in the Olympics. That's why Russia is banned from the Olympics, which is freaking hilarious because yet they're still there. They just don't call themselves Russia. Now they're like, what is it? The Russian Federation of Athletes or whatever. They made their own stupid flag and everything. But it's like Icarus is the documentary about the doctor who is in charge of the blood doping program sanctioned by the state to blood dope everybody except for figure skaters. And he said, the only reason why we didn't do the figure skaters is because it made them slower. It made them more lethargic on the ice. But it was badminton, and we didn't care. We were juicing everybody to the gills. And it's like, well, sad. Yeah. Um, it, uh, I mean, just seeing it, you know, just seeing it through, on your phone, it's kind of like what? That's that, man, that's that's fucked up. But like actually being involved in it, I'm sure. I mean, and you saw how pissed off those guys were. I mean, it, mob mentality is a very real thing, and it takes one person to throw Ooh. that first stone. Yeah, or throw that first lead weight. By the way, and they would have been stomping on him. Yeah, because it's it, money, it, it, man. It, it, it's pride. It, it's sportsmanship. Yeah, all, all of the above. Yeah. Yeah. Where do we go from there? Because, yeah, man, I don't know. It's I can't wait to see what does unfold. And the most upsetting part about it all is looking at our legal system. They're going to get away with it. They're, yes. Because money was as never far exchanged. As the criminal court is concerned. However, civil court may be a different, may be a different. Of course. Animal. And then. You know, they're going to get barred and never be able to fish professionally again and blah, blah, blah. And But you know what? They got away with it. So, I don't know. Criminally, <sighs> yes, they got away with it. Yeah. Um, what you said, where do we go from there? Um, Muzzle loading season starts this weekend. It does. Muzzle loading <laughs> season. 
um, starts, uh, or at least here in Delaware, starts on Friday. Uh, I got to do uh, a little bit of shooting just to make sure I was still sighted in. Only took one shot and still dead center. Good to go. Yeah. So, um, you and know, you're posted, poking at me. Buy a muzzle loader. <laughs> I'm, I am, I have been on Derek's ass this week about trying about getting a muzzle loader and get decided in before this weekend so we can go out. I'm just being stubborn because I have my bow and I haven't taken a animal with my bow in a long time. You have a very long bow season to do that. I know. I I need a new string for it to be honest. I've actually looked at my I think it's like three years they say and you should get a new string and I haven't had one in like six. Whoopsie. <laughs> so. Um... Megan is actually going to go out for her first time this year with me. She wants to experience the hunt and see what it's all about. Um, you know, the, the saying people love sausage, but don't necessarily want to see how it's made. Well, she's coming to see how the sausage is made. Yeah. Um, see, and we'll see if she enjoys it. Uh, I, I'm sure she will. She'll, I know she'll, if nothing else, she'll enjoy being out there in the woods. Um, we'll see, uh, hopefully, you know, God smiles upon us and, uh, gives me a target. Um, if so, you know, she'll get to experience that and uh, we'll see how she reacts. And if she enjoys it enough, who knows? Maybe we uh, run to the store, grab her a gun, and we let her harvest one this year. I, that, that, that's, that, I hope that happens. I hope she loves yeah. it that much to where she wants to go harvest one herself. I would That would be amazing. The only difference maker, I don't know if that's the right phrase here, is the moment of her harvesting this animal taking its life from that moment until she's standing over top of that animal that's the like the precious moment of you have to shed this in a positive light because guilt sets in i remember i remember my first freaking deer i sat there and started shaking i got buck fever real bad i was questioning like did i do the right thing oh my god i just killed an animal and it's not a bunny it's a deer you know 180 pound animal plus big animal yeah, and, and I remember just like, oh my God, what I do? And I'm questioning like, and then my friend's dad was there and he was like, oh, amazing. That's awesome. Great shot placement, all this and hype me up. And I was like, okay, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. But it's like, you have to be very careful in that moment because oh, a lot absolutely. of people, you love it or you hate it right there. That's the do or die moment. As that is it. Um, no pun intended. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I mean, and I'm, I'm, I was thinking about my first year when, uh, you were talking about that, and I think for me, I didn't, I didn't necessarily have that moment of like, like what did I just do? Yeah. For me, because I had been, like I've said before, I was somewhat self-taught as far as like being in the field and everything by myself and learning a lot of things via trial and error because I didn't really have a teacher with me um, when I was learning you know, in my adult life, um, because I didn't really, I didn't really get to do it during my teenage years. Um, so when I finally did it, it was more of like a, Oh my God, I did it. I finally did it. I did it. It's, it's done. Right. Cause this is, this was three years in the making. And, um, my best friend, Sam was with me when it happened. Um, did I tell you, have I told you the story of my first? I don't think so. So, um, it's a great story. It's, uh, and I'm and I'm actually glad somebody was there with me, so that way I can I have somebody that can say, yeah, no, this actually happened. I was there because <laughs> I wouldn't believe it if somebody had told it to me. So <clears throat> we're hunting here, and it's archery season. 
and I was using a crossbow because I'm still trying to uh, get good at the actual positioning myself part of uh, hunting archery. Once I actually get good at positioning myself and figuring figuring out where I need to be, I'm going to move to the compound bow and actually add that challenge to it because trying to trying to d- learn both challenges at once, I just feel like it's going to give me even more frustration and even more headaches. Learning curve, right? Just trying to reduce that learning curve a little bit, and I'm I think I'm about I think I'm about to where I need to go get start using a compound. Anyway, using a crossbow, um, we're both hunting. I don't know, a couple hundred yards from each other. And, uh, I don't know. It was just, you, if you've hunted any period of time, you've had these days where you're just like, man, screw this. I haven't seen anything all day. It's just, you know, maybe you've had a rough season or whatever, and you just hadn't seen anything that day. And it's like 30 minutes till stop shoot time. And you're just like, man, screw this. I'm, I'm, I'm leaving. I'm, I'm getting out of here. There's not a damn thing has been moving. I haven't even seen a squirrel. So, um, we left and when, uh, me and Sam, we linked up, <laughs> I noticed in his, that he was out of bolts. I was like, dude, where in the hell are, where, where'd your bolts go? And he goes, Oh, I, uh, I shot him at the squirrels. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? He's like, dude, they're, he's like, dude, they're pissing me off. So I shot him at the squirrels. <laughs> Okay, so what, you couldn't find him? He goes, no, I couldn't find any of them. <laughs> like, all right, whatever, man. So That's expensive. Yeah, no kidding. So um, we're walking back, and, uh, man, we didn't even make it 50 yards. We we start, we pass this tree line, and pass this, when, when, as soon as we pass this tree line, we have a view of a cornfield. And uh, I see something moving about 100 yards away. If I had to guess, 100, 100, somewhere between 100 and 150. And, I, and instantly I know it's a deer. And, you know, we try and creep slowly to a better spot where we can see, maybe get a better look at it. And it's it's for sure a deer. It's a, it, it, I can't tell if it's a buck or a doe. It, 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 from our distance, it looks like a, a doe. And a, and a pretty good-sized doe. Or a decent-sized doe. So... We had to walk where it's at right now is where like the trail eventually goes to. And we're going to have to walk by it to get back to our truck. So in my mind, I'm like, well, I have to walk by it anyway. Fuck it. I'm going to try and stalk it. And by the way, this is an open cornfield. Like the corn had been harvested. So I have no cover. So I'm like, well, I mean, we'll see what happens. You know, it's getting to be kind of, you know, somewhat low light. It might be a little bit harder for him to see me. And, uh, so I just, I, I get down like duck, you know, like in the, like the duck walk with my crossbow and, uh, I just start duck walking and trying to find, uh, spots where there's not dead, like, you know, dead corn that'll make noise and trying to find the muddy areas and the dry spots and, you know, somewhere I could put my feet and not make noise. So there was, a, there was a couple of times where I'm in the duck walk spot and there's like a spot another like dry spot where I, I'd want to be like, I don't know, three or four feet to my left. So I'm just like, I look at the spot. I look at the deer, look at the spot, look at the deer and like, okay, the deer looked away. I jump real quick. I do this for about, I don't know how I, I said it was, he was probably a hundred, 150. So I do this for, I don't know. We'll say 80, 90 yards. I get to 
within what I think is roughly about 40 yards from, from this deer. And he's and it's perfectly broadsided to me. And I'm thinking there's no way in hell that this is happening right now. I'm like, oh. but so I'm like, shit, how far away is he right now? I'm like, now I'm second guessing myself, right? Because now I'm the adrenaline's pumping. I'm like, is he is he 45? Is he 35? Like, what is he? I'm like, oh, I have my rangefinder in my pocket. But the but the way I was like knelt down, my pocket was being forced shut by my leg. I couldn't get my hand in my pocket. Just the way, way, my, way the way my hip was bent, I couldn't yeah, get my yeah. hand in my pocket to pull my rangefinder out. So I had to eyeball it. So I'm like, man, I hope I'm, I hope I'm not wrong. And uh, so I line up where I think he is, and I'm, I'm looking at him. He's still he just either doesn't see me or does not care I'm there. And uh, I pull the trigger. I hear the fall. Boom. I just start thumping. He hits the ground, and I immediately stand up and look back and say, "I'm like." Holy crap, did you just see that? <laughs> like, did you see what just happened? Crazy. And sure enough, he's just laying there, and I, I I nailed this dude. And, you know, I I screamed for Sam. I'm like, get your ass over here. You know, like, get over here. I got him. And he's just over me. And then, like, I did have that moment of standing over him where I just stand over and, I'm, and I look at him. But it's not like a what did I do moment. It's like a holy shit. This just happened. Like, that just happened. And I'm just, that's all I'm playing in my mind while I'm staring at it. And then finally I just turn around and I just bear hug Sam. <laughs> I'm like, oh, let's go. Like, this is, like, I just finally that got my first one. Feeling. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Just like, just like joy, aggression, whatever. Right. Uh, just finally I got, I got, I got the kill that I've been working and learning and fucking up, <laughs> you yeah. know, uh, it all and, comes together for that one moment. Right. And it and was just, it was, it was come out. Yeah. It was amazing. So, um, we'll never forget that. Obviously, I'll remember that until the day I die. And I'm I'm super glad I had somebody there to share it with. You know, and, and, you know, especially like you know, a, a best friend like Sam was, or yeah. Sam is. Um, so it was amazing. And then uh, the I, I have the skull cap. Um, another friend of mine actually. So the butcher shop we took it to. It was like 40 minutes away, and I couldn't take it take it to him that night. And he's like, no, I you know, like I, I really need you to give it to me tonight. And um, another friend of mine, uh, uh, Gibby, is what we call him, or Michael Gibson, uh, we call him Gibby. He uh, he came out because I didn't know how to gut a deer. I didn't know what the hell yeah. I'm doing. I'm like, yeah. hey, bro, I just killed this deer. Can you come show me how to fucking do this thing? He's like, yeah, man, I, I, you know, I'm coming. You know, he it came out to help. And uh, well, anyway, he was there, and he goes, well, you know, I'm heading up that way. Um, I'll take it to him. So he he took it to him, told the guy it was my first year, and he gave me some. He he did all kinds of nice cuts for me, skull capped it for me, so I I, I could keep it. it oh, by the way, it would, I didn't say this. It was a buck. Yeah. It was a uh, four point. It was a young buck. It was a young. It was it was it was a small buck, but it, from a distance, it looked like a doe. So, but I, but once I got close to it, I didn't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> it was like this is my yeah, first yeah. one. I, if it's brown, it's down, right? Yeah. So. Um, so shout out to all involved in that in that experience for sure. I love that feeling, like you said, that raw emotion finally comes forward of all the times of failure and stalking and early mornings and practicing shooting, and all of a sudden that you finally get that. The the hours, the days, the years of frustration, learning, practicing. So do you say? Obviously, you did. You said four point. So. 
I think it was like yeah, I think he was like four. I'll, I'll have to look back, go back home and uh, count it again. But so the reason I bring that up is, do you say four point, or have you ever heard or ever used the terminology of two by two? Well, I don't think. Uh, I mean, I've I've heard it. Yes, and then some people would even say well, it was a two point, just understanding that meant it's symmetrical and it's two and two. I I disagree with that with those terms. Yeah, saying it's a two point and then just saying just making me have to double it. No, you give the number of how many points it has. Yeah. If you want to do, if you want, if you want to say two on one side, two on the other, just say two by two. Yeah, two by two. Yeah. Or if you had, say, you got like, see, you, so you got eleven. You got an eleven, right? It was a, it was a five by six. Yeah. If you want to do that, then do that. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I, growing up, I always said, yeah, it was a six pointer or a ten pointer, but then it's like, or you say, it's a five by five or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's just because of the way I learned and everything. But yeah, that's. I think it's also thing. like a regional thing too. I think. I think. I think the. Uh, Saying it's a four point and then meaning eight is like a Western thing, I think. Yeah, I've never heard anyone four to say that. I've never heard anybody in the East Coast say that. As a matter of fact, I think the first time I heard it was when I was on the West Coast. Yeah, or out out west in Montana. I think I got a nice three point. Like what? <laughs> well, that was my reaction, right? Because somebody yeah. said, "Yeah, yo, dude, I got a, I got a beautiful four point." Like as I was talking, I think it was the guy that owned the cabin we rented for our honeymoon. He was a super nice guy. Me and him talked for a while about uh, elk hunting out there because, you know, he lives out there. He elk hunts. And uh, he was telling me about all the things. And I had plenty of questions, obviously. And he was very nice. Gave me plenty of answers. And uh, he's like, oh, dude, I got this got this beautiful four point. And I was like, four points on an elk? Dude, that's fucking. Oh, that's or I, maybe yeah. I think it was actually a mule deer. He's like, oh, yeah, I got this beautiful four point. I'm like, dude, four points on anything is like not big. Fuck you, and then, and then like he, I think he saw on my face that I was confused. He explained to me how uh, they do the Crazy. scoring over there. So yeah, random side story, not really like change of topic, but we'll get back to hunting. Is the storm that uh, just happened, right? Oh so yeah, Hurricane Ian. You see the freaking damage in Florida again. Oh, ridiculous. Yeah. Um, Oh, actually, did you see Sun Globe here? No. You know Sun Globe here? Down near Dunlaw in South Daytona. It had Krabby Joe's on it. The last one here. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Cracked in half and washed away. There's a video of someone standing on their balcony and got the whole thing on freaking. No way. Oh, yeah, dude. Sweeping away. In the tidal surge. Uh, Look at this. My dad sent me this photo. Oh, nope. Hold on. Here's the video. So right there, there's the pier. That wave comes in, cracks the freaking pier in half. And then look, the whole pier is washing away. Dude, okay, so I get, not to reiterate something we've said multiple times. We're just going to keep saying it. Nature is fucking metal. I mean, water just moved a freaking pier. Broken Mother nature doesn't give a shit. They don't, she doesn't care, man. But anyway, so look at this picture my dad sent. Look at these condos. Oh, yeah, man. Hurricanes are... They, I mean, well, what, do you remember, what was it, last that's, year? That's 30 yards. What, was it last year when A1A got obliterated up there south of Flagler? Oh, yeah, yeah. The yeah, whole year, road, right? road in just washed away. And it's like, yeah. think of that project of filling that back in, rebuilding the road, and they did. Yeah. But then look, that's 30 yards from the back door of that 20-story tall condo, dude. It's ridiculous. And it's like that whole building would collapse, right? Well, the reason why I made a tangent for this is not only talk about the damage and the craziness that it is. Like you saw Tampa Bay got dry. Tampa Bay 
the water left the freaking bay receded out. I think it's like 12, 15 feet from the bay, from the, the shore line there. And you're like, that water had to move somewhere. So anyway, uh, I bring that up because look at the weather pattern we just had here. And it, it was 46 degrees here the other day as a high. And now it's been raining and windy for four days. So I'm very interested to see what is that going to do for deer season this weekend. So the next two days are going to be highs in the 70, it's going to be high like 76 the next two days. And then yeah, Friday, really like 75 and gorgeous on Friday. Yeah, and then Friday, well, no, 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 not on Friday. Friday, it drops back down to like the fifties. Really? Yeah. Like I was just oh, looking yeah. at this. Hold on. Let me, let, me, let me pull it back up again. Perfect weather for getting sick. Because it was oh, 86. Oh, no. Sorry, 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 sorry. I was thinking my first day of hunting was drops back into the 50s. Remember so, yeah, our so, conversation before we started, how your whole week is assed up? Today is Wednesday. Yeah. No, <laughs> oh, no, seriously. My week has been so fucked up. Yeah, so today, yeah, so the next two days, highs of 74 and 76. Then Saturday, it drops back to the 50s. Yeah, man. So Friday, so opening day of muzzle loading season will be a warm day. However, the weekend's going to be cool. Well, it's just insane that I went kayak fishing. Oh, what is that? Two weekends ago now, I think. And complete skunk to do and not even a bite. And I'm like, what is going on here? And then I realized like, oh, there's a front moving in. Yeah, maybe change of seasons. It's mid-September. I don't know what's going on. It's being weird. And then it stayed like 86 degrees. And then the storm just came and freaking boom. We got rain, wind temperatures dropped and it's like man i, I don't know what's just, going on you just reminded me of another hunting story um it's actually the reason i don't hunt super early season anymore um so me and jade we've had jade you know jade we've had him on the show before um and for everybody else that you know might not know him personally but he was i think our first guest in the show anyway um me and him it's bow season we're out hunting and um, I've said before, Jade has a golden horseshoe stuck up his ass when it comes to deer hunting. Um, so I get to my spot and, uh, he, his spots further, a little bit further away. And then finally, uh, when it, you know, I don't know, maybe five, 10 minutes later after I get settled into mine, he texted me saying, Hey, yeah, you know, I, I just bumped four. I was like, oh, okay. Hopefully they come back. Oh, uh, I don't know, 15, 20, maybe 30 minutes later. He says, oh, they came back. I got one. <laughs> I was like, oh, you, you son of a bitch. So, and then uh, maybe, I don't know, like an hour and a half later, he says, hey, can I use one of your tags? There's a, there's one, there's another one sitting under me right, right. now. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, no, because then yeah. I'm done for the day. And then I realized you can actually, you're at, then we learned actually you can kill two uh, multiple deer in one day here in Delaware. I didn't know that. Dang, I didn't know yeah. that either. So, um, there's so many like rules and I just, I need to dive into it. Yeah. So anyway, so he kills the one I tell him, no, you can't use mine. Cause I'm trying to kill one of my, of my own. We think that like, you know, once you kill one, you're done. So, uh, well, I didn't kill one and, uh, it's time to drag this deer. And we had just had a bunch of rain, bunch of rain and it's hot. It's humid. And, uh, we, uh, start dragging this deer back and, you know, it's dark and we are just getting flooded, absolutely destroyed by mosquitoes. Like I'm swatting my face. I'm doing everything. I'm like, I keep smacking my face. I'm trying to get, keep these things away. 
but we're getting eaten alive. And then we get to a spot um, that's no, it's no longer trail. Like we had to walk through about another hundred yards of just muddy swamp, swampy field, just completely destroyed. And we're walking through this thing, like the, the mud's stealing our boots. I'm like my foot keeps slipping out of my boot and everything. And it's just, it, it's about as, mem- it's about as miserable of a deer as a, as a drag as you could have. <laughs> Finally, we get this thing loaded up. Um, oh, not to mention when he gutted it, the thing reeked to high heaven because of how hot it was. And he had all this corn, it had all, of, all it, it was a dough. It had all this corn in, it, in its stomach and just corn was everywhere. It was just, it was, it was awful. And uh, finally, I get into uh, my truck after we load it in the bed of his truck. I get into my truck and I look in the mirror. I've got just freaking blood all over my face from swatting mosquitoes on my face. And I'm just like, that was awful. I'm never early season deer hunting when it's this hot again. Yeah, Dan and I just went out two weeks ago now, I think. Yeah, just randomly. We're just like, hey, let's go scout some new areas uh, for work. And we parked the truck and got out. We walked maybe, maybe like 80 yards down this road, man. And I realized, like, I'm getting eaten alive right now by these mosquitoes. So I turn around, and I'm like, hey, I'm heading back. And I took off running down the freaking road to get back to the truck. And while I'm running, they're still attacking me. Yeah. And I realized, like, oh, yeah, we're in a swamp. I forgot. I, I, I don't understand why these things exist. Yeah. You're from Florida. So I, I feel like this is a natural progressive progression into this conversation. Uh, love bugs. How crazy <laughs> is it, man, that people don't know what love bugs are? So, I mean, I, I never knew what love bugs are until I moved to Florida. So for those of you that don't know, love bugs are this, uh, they almost look like lightning bugs. Um, they look actually very similar to lightning bugs. And yeah. um, the University of Florida invented these bugs to combat mosquitoes, basically to eat and kill mosquitoes. Well, they failed. (laughs) And now the only thing these bugs do is they are born, they have sex, and they end up all over the front of people's cars from getting splattered. (laughs) And it's it's funny because you can tell the difference between people that have spent a lot of time inland of the Halifax and then beach side of the Halifax. Because if you're yeah. on beach side of the Halifax, the, the breeze generally keeps them away. You don't have as many love bugs you in your them. car. Yeah. But when you see a car that's covered in love bugs, it's like, oh, they don't have that ocean. They don't have that sea breeze blowing all the bugs away. They're, they were inland. So I had a friend, and I went and visited him last year. And his stepdad, well, ultimately his dad, uh, is a scientist. And apparently he had something to do with or knew the guy who was in charge of that freaking whole mission of designing this bug. Yeah. It, it, it is lab created. It, it was a lab. It is man created animal. Yeah. Man created bug. And they, it was, and you'll never see them by themselves, right? They're always connected. And it's uh, like, no, you see them by themselves. You do. But the whole idea is they're called love bugs. Cause they're always together. So the best example I can give is I might be dating myself here. I don't know. But uh, you said it's like a lightning bug. No, it's like cat dog. From the old Nickelodeon show, Cat Dog. <laughs> but imagine black cat dog with a red spot on their chest and wings. Well, I mean, okay, it's cat. The only way it's like cat dog is in the way that they're connected. Okay, 
That's it. Yeah, and that, but that's how they're connected, right? But I don't but want people imagining a cat and a dog, like these bugs having a no, cat No, but connected in the middle, right? They don't have a rear yes. end. They're connected. Yeah. So uh, apparently they, yeah, they just sleep in the grass and in the morning they come out and fly everywhere and eat the paint off your car and <laughs> get splattered all over your windshield in the front of your car. I mean, we would have to, man, man, when I was a kid, they invented this bra. You go to Discount Auto or AutoZone, whatever, and you buy a bra for your car. And during yes. love bug season, yeah. you put a bra on your car because it, if you don't immediately take them off, probably in the next day or two, that their juices will literally eat away your paint. So you go to the store and buy a bra for your car. And yeah, that, we, had to, we had to wash dad's car, dad's truck, truck all the time. Best thing you can do is early morning with the dew. You go out there and just wipe it off because it's already been moist for freaking hours. No, we just. But the second that floor is undried it out, yeah, you have to pressure wash them off. That's it. Semis, dude. Going down the road and you see a black semi, and you're like, oh, it's not black. It's love bugs. Yeah. That's <laughs> right. No, you're. Them. Yeah, no, completely correct. And. Love bugs. <laughs> yeah, right. Speaking what of. What do you think of those right now? Mosquitoes. Oh, okay. You were just like some mosquito love bugs. All right. Mosquito, I thought you had like, then yeah, I was like, well, I was like, man, I fucking hate mosquitoes. I wish we would do something about that. I'm like, oh, wait, people have tried to do something about that. I remember being a kid, man, and they used to have the mosquito trucks drive down the road, especially yeah. after a storm, and it Still would spray. Them. Yeah, but they just drive around spraying, and you try to explain that to people that don't know what that's like. It's like, as a kid, you'd hear the truck coming. It's spitting the spray out the back. It's a motor, yeah. and we'd ride our bikes through that mist. Go ahead and explain for people that don't know. So, literally, when you live in a place like Florida, where it floods and the water sticks around for long periods of time, in case you don't know, mosquitoes come from still water. So, if you ever even have like a tire leaning against a shed out back and has a little bit of water in it, that still water is where mosquitoes go to put their eggs in. They hatch inside the water, and then mosquito comes out of the larva comes out of the water. Well, when you have standing water like Florida. They, uh, the mosquito population down there is god awful to the point of where when I came back from deployment, man, and we found out my wife was pregnant, they were concerned for Zika virus that my unborn child was gonna have a shrunken head because I was exposed in an area that had Zika. And it wasn't so much they're worried about where I was in Africa, but the fact that my wife was in Florida while I was deployed, and they're like, You were in Florida? And we're living in England at the time. She's like, yeah, I went home to visit family. And they're like, oh, you have to go see a specialist. She's like, for what? Like, Zika virus is very prevalent down there. Mosquitoes. And she's like, um, okay. So growing up as a kid, when you have standing water, the state or the counties buy these trucks and fill them full of this mosquito spray. And they'll drive up and down every single road, highway, residential area, spraying this repellent. It's supposed to kill, I guess, mosquitoes. Yeah. But as kids... It's almost like a pesticide. Yeah, it's, it's literally just spraying pesticides. It's like a, just driving everywhere, spraying the stuff. And as a kid, we'd be out riding our bike and we're like, oh, here it comes. And we'd try to race to keep up with this freaking truck. And the guy's like waving at us. And now I'm an adult. I'm thinking, he was yeah, waving pest- at us to go away. <laughs> and here we are. And it was like, once a month, man, we would, here it comes. And we'd try to race him down the road. And we're driving, we're riding our bikes through his pesticide. or and it's So down. Like, Florida. I don't even know what to say. It's Florida. Well, and then, you know, shit, shit. So we're talking about living in Florida. I, um, another thing I remember was uh, my dad had this motorcycle. And uh, I wanted, it was like a 2002 uh, Dino Y Glide Harley Davidson. And uh, we moved down there in 07. 
January of 07. We moved back, and we 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 lived beachside. We lived right on A one A, and um, we moved back, and his motorcycle was completely rusted. And he and it's not like he kept it out outside all the time. He kept it in a, he kept it in a garage. Yeah. Just the ocean eats anything that is metal quickly. So he always joked. So when we moved back to Ohio, um, he actually rebuilt it. So he always joked he had an O two O eight. Uh, motorcycle that's funny so after water survival last week we come back to the shop and we always rinse and wash the jet skis and flush them and do all that stuff and then as i I always do i always rinse off my truck because i have to drive my personal truck out there as well as the truck we borrow we i always rinse it off i get the hose i go up underneath it and just just wash it off well i have a couple individuals that work for me that uh have never lived near a beach before and one of them said the other day why do I always see you up in the wheel wells with the hose spraying down? I'm like, do you remember the old vehicle that we had like a year and a half ago? He's like, yeah. Like, do you know anything about that vehicle? Like, no. I'm like, did you ever look at it? He's like, yeah, it was like beat up. It's all rusted and stuff. Yeah, it is. That truck had 8,000 miles on it, man. That was a 2018 F350. And the whole bottom was rusted because whoever had it before us, Obviously didn't know that when you take it to the beach, you drive it on the beach, it goes in the salt water. You should probably rinse it off because of how bad salt water eats and corrodes everything. He goes, I, I didn't think about that. I'm like, oh, it's bad. Like, look inside these jet skis, new jet skis, and every bolt that is on that freaking, that motor, eaten away, corroded already. It's like, these are new jet skis, man. They have like 50 hours on them. But it's because whoever had them before us, right, didn't know to take care of them with salt water eats away at metal but i got a fun story about water survival oh okay so i was uh made the call we're doing it we're going out there and everyone's like but the storm's coming and it's raining and i'm like you're going to the freaking ocean you're gonna get wet yeah get out there draining so we show up and man two weeks prior it was 86 degree ambient air temperature and 76 degree water temperature we show up 70 degree water temperature the air ambient air temperature was 52 but we had a sustained 19 knot winds and so it made it feel like we were probably in the 30s to be honest and it just ripped right through us I'm like i'm glad i told him everyone wear wetsuits you know so we're all wearing wetsuits whatever we'll think about the waves out in the bay with 18 19 knot winds and all this stuff so i was like we're doing it this is great training right here right so I had one of my guys driving the jet ski and I was like, Hey, just have it ready. So as soon as I walk out in the water, I just hop on the life sled and let's go take me to the raft. So he starts the jet ski up. I walk out and I have my uh, radio in my hand and everything. And the waves are crashing on shore pretty heavy. And I look at him and I'm telling him, I'm like, go, go. And he's like, okay, well, he was waiting for me to get on the jet ski, but I was waiting for him to go. So I could hop on. Cause my, my, my thought, I was like, if this wave takes us to shore, Instead of beaching this jet ski, I'm just going to push it. Let's keep going. Well, he was like, all right, let's go. I'm like, all right, whatever. So when I hopped on the jet ski, if I can paint this picture, at the exact moment of that jet ski riding over the wave, on the back, we have those life sleds that's attached. So as the jet ski went over the wave, it lifted up the lip of that life sled. When I jumped on the jet ski, my foot went underneath the lip. So as we rode over the wave and my other foot is on the life sled, it crushed my foot and I broke my toe and immediately I felt it. 
And I'm like, oh, fuck, fuck, fuck. He's like, what? I'm like, just go, go, go. Because I was really going to crash to shore and flip this freaking jet ski with us on it. So he starts going, and I'm, I'm like, oh, I'm in a lot of pain. I'm like, oh, damn it, man. I broke my toe. He's like, no, you didn't. I'm like, dude, I broke my toe. Oh, my God. I just broke my fucking toe, dude. He's like, did you really? Like, yeah, just go to the life raft. Well, at this point, the students were already out getting into the life raft and everything. So I jump in the life raft, and I'm sitting uh, there, and I take off my booty. And a individual who, she's not Eric Cruz, she's just here to experience the course. She looked at me and she goes, are you okay? I'm like, no. And I pulled my booty off and you can see my toe was still dislocated off to the side. And I'm looking, I'm like, oh, fuck. So I grab it and I just pull. When I pulled it, it snapped, you know, went back into place. And I was oh, my God. All right. I'm good. I'm good. So I did the whole day, whatever. Uh, come home that night and I'm sitting with Lauren and I was explaining to her what happened. And I'm like, I'm not making this shit up. And she's looking at me. I'm like, no, I'm telling you, like, look, this is what my toe did. My dumbass self, dude, <laughs> sitting on her floor in our bedroom. I take my finger and I move my toe to show her what it did. And it freaking dislocated again. And I <laughs> had you had you been to the doctor yet? No, I would have just came from you think was going to happen. It was still out of place. It still wasn't connected to anything. No, I had water survivor just pulled and set it back in, and I'd been walking on it all fucking okay, day. But you just okay, so it, it it would whatever it was connected to had broken, and it was off to the side, right? Correct. Okay, <laughs> and you put it back forward, and you thought that it just magically was it was going to stay there now. It's your pinky toe, right? So there's literally nothing they can do for it. Well, okay, but still, but I'm I'm that's not what I'm getting at. I'm no doctor. You're right, but in my mind, I'm like, <laughs> You're I've just been like, using oh, this foot poke all day. It, it's not going to turn, or it's not going to move. I'm like, I'm fine. I've been using it all day. It's really sore, but I'm fucking, no, I'm fine, right? I'm good. And so we're sitting on the floor. I'm like, no, I don't think you understand. She's like, I understand. I'm like, no, look, it did this. You don't and, understand. I have to break it no, again. Watch it. I'll show you what I fucking did. You look at this toe. So I literally, I'm like, look. So I take my pointer finger and I like push it just a little bit. Like it was almost, and as soon as I did, it fell out of place again. I grab it and I slam my head on the ground. I just freaking, I, oh, fuck. And then I like look up. And she's like, are you crying? I'm like, I'm not crying. But my body's initial reaction, like a freaking tear. And she's like, I just saw that. I'm like, it hurts so bad. So I've been babying it, whatever. So today uh, during jujitsu, I told everyone, I was like, hey, I'm letting you know right now. I broke my toe. I'm actually going to the doctor on Friday. If you fuck my toe up again, I will fuck you up. It's that simple. And everyone's like, okay, okay. So I'm like, all right, so I'm going to show you some things today. So I taught uh, side control to mount, and uh, when you go to mount, what I'm looking for to set up for like an Americana. So when I was demonstrating moving from side control into mount, my toe, once again, man, when I like was in mount, and I was like, all right, so I'm going to show you from side control. So when I jumped off of mount into side control, my toe grabbed the mat and freaking did it again, man. And in front of everybody, I'm like, oh, okay, okay. And I like grabbed my toe and I was like, are you okay? I'm like, shut up, let's go. And so I just kept, you know, I'm, I'm fine. Dude, you know how dumb it is that a pinky toe is bringing me down right now? Stupid. It's still bone. Yeah. It still hurts. It hurts. I just can't get over the fact that uh, you're like, no, Lauren, you, you don't understand. <laughs> I'm going to break it again. I mean, just so you understand. <laughs> Am I making this story up? Like you're sitting right here, like literally, like laying on our bedroom floor. I'm like, watch, this is what it did. <laughs> I fully believe you. Here, let me break it again, just so you under. You just- Lord, you don't understand. Look, this is what it did. <laughs> yep, stupid man. All because of a jet ski. What? Whatever. 
But yeah, so I broke my toe and then uh, I rolled all day with it. And tomorrow we're uh, probably rolling again. And then I go to the doctor's on Friday. <laughs> oh, well. Hey, I think since the last time we talked, something cool happened. What? I got my blue belt. No, you told me about that. Did I? I don't think we talked about it, though. But I don't think we talked about it on yeah. here now. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, you did. That's uh, that's awesome, man. Congrats. Yeah. Our uh, brown belt, he was like, why don't you have your blue belt? And I was like, ah, I'm not too serious. You know, I'm not dedicated to any one gym right now or anything. And he's like, here's the problem. For your progression where you're at as a white belt, when everyone else shows up and they're brand new, and you're murdering them, and to see that you're a white belt, what is it ever going to take in this journey to progress in your belts? I don't want to freaking do that. Look how good he is, and I don't think I'll ever be there. And he's only a white belt. So he told me that, and I was like, <sighs> I mean, I definitely see your, your ration in this. Yeah, okay, like, okay, well, what do you think? He's like, bro, you're a blue belt for sure. And so we uh, did a couple sessions. We rolled, and he goes, no, dude, you're definitely blue belt. You're good. And so uh, I got my blue belt. Freaking crazy. It's awesome. It's great. Yeah. So we got to get you to there now. <laughs> I don't even have a stripe yet. I, don't have, I haven't been able to show up consistently enough. So. Yeah. What time are you guys doing the thing tomorrow? It's just uh, the brown belt and me coming uh, into the the – you're more welcome to come, though, if you want. Uh, I didn't advertise it or anything, but yeah. I think 10 to 12 tomorrow, oh, just for okay. a little bit. I have a – I don't think I'll be able to show up to that because I yeah. have a appointment at 9.30 and then at 11. He is vectoring me to dominate with my triangle game, and so he's going to put on a clinic tomorrow, and all we're going to do is just triangles for two hours. Sounds like you're going to be choked out a lot in, the, in those two hours. Bro, we did. Oh, I'm glad Lauren's here for this one. We, uh, two weeks ago, did a whole afternoon of just chokes. And I can't make this shit up, man. He freaking demoed a rear naked choke on me. And he showed the difference. Because he's showing everyone else. I know how to do a rear naked choke. But he's showing the difference between the standard, like what everyone else does versus how he does it. He just popped. Real, one second. Boom. Just did it. When he did. My, my vision flashed white and my left ear started ringing and I was like oh my god and he's like you good I'm like I don't think I'm good <laughs> so he started rolling and then I taught a guy who I did not want to teach chokes for a reason we taught him some chokes and now he murders with chokes and so I was rolling with him we were doing king of the mat and I'm trying to prove myself I ain't freaking tapping no fucking way am I tapping especially to this guy and so king of the mat, he had me in a cross-collar choke, and I did everything right. And I'm like, I'm not tapping. And then he lost his grip strength, he reset. And when he did, he crushed my esophagus over here. And so I ended up tapping, and I was like, fuck. So I go home, a little bit of blood that came up. But the most upsetting part is, am I getting sick? I have a sore throat. No, he crushed my esophagus so much that for about five days, every time I swallowed, I had a sore throat. And I was like, oh. Yeah, <laughs> that's why you tap. <laughs> so, come to the choke clinic. Good times, man. Yeah, sounds amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, listen to you, Mister uh, Stand Up, breaking people's nose. <laughs> I have not broken anybody's noses, and by the way, it's not because I'm going super hard. It's just because my timing was really good. That one against Jacob was pretty damn funny. 
Which one against Jacob? The last one when you're at my shop and you just turned and you just boinked them on the nose. And I made that loud. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, no, it's my fault. It was, it was so perfect. He just like turned into it. Yeah. No, I mean, what? Well, so, boinked him. Is that the right word? Boinked him on yeah, the nose? Boinked him, I guess, is good. Yeah, no, I'm, I think. I'm not trying to toot my own horn here. <laughs> I think I have good accuracy with my strikes. And you listen too when I'm sitting there coaching you on the sideline and I'm telling you, hey, this is what's work on this. Hey, do this. He keeps dropping his left, whatever it is, and you listen. No. Yeah. So not only with that accuracy, but like I just, I, I, I think I have an understanding of how to get around a block, how to get around their, them blocking their, you know, their positioning with their hands. Um, and then timing, you know, getting a feel for them and knowing, okay, this guy, I know what he does right before he's actually about to throw a, a real jab, not a fake jab. And then, and that's how I've gotten everybody. I, how I got Jacob, how I got Paul, how I got Rocky, every single person, right? And I, I mean, I, I, I forgot about the Rocky one. That one was hilarious. Well, in both times, I, I mean, and I don't mean to. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not going any more than 40%, 30%. It's just when they lunge forward for the jab and then I time it with my own, a jab of my own, yeah. I get catch them right on the nose or, or whatever. It, it's, yeah. it's not, I swear it's not, I'm not trying to, Yeah, it, it looks a lot, it. it looks a it just makes it look way more, a lot, like a lot more forceful than what I'm actually throwing. Do you know what Pancray is? Yes. So that's what I'm trying to introduce. I was like, we probably won't do it for a few weeks. Let's get some like people that have been here for a while that I'll, I'll allow it. But I was yeah. like, I want to roll and allow slaps. I feel like you can only do that with a select few people, though. That's why I said I'm going to have to like vet these people. But then I realized, like, I don't want Max slapping me. <laughs> like, he already dominates. Well, I mean, he does everything else. Like, the speed at which he does everything is so much faster which is why it seems like so like when he when say like me and him roll right everything he does it happens in a a span of four seconds so it seems so it may seem like to me that he's being just like he's going like he's not going 50 percent like everybody else is like everybody's supposed to be but that is his 50 percent because of how good he is right so when you and then you know you add the slapping into it then maybe uh, maybe that's the same thing right so Today we did like a breakdown by numbers because I saw him do something. I was like, bro, like let's talk. He walks around and I think he said 168 and he's 6 to 7% body fat average. And he said when he cuts, he'll get down to 155 and he'll be like 2 to 3% body fat for a fight. And so today we had a old LT come by who is one or no, excuse me, 255 football player. How did that go? A big individual. And they've rolled a couple times together. But we did a clinic for the uh, bow and arrow, and I don't. Do you know what a bow and arrow is? I don't think I've ever learned it. No. You know, uh, to defend, some people go to turtle, so they're on their knees and their elbows, and they tuck on the ground and they hold themselves like yeah. like this, right? Yeah, yeah. So what you do is you reach in across their neck to their collar, you pull it around, you you with them turtled on the ground, stand up, step over their back. And you do like a ninja roll. So when I ninja roll you, I use my one arm plus the collar I now have grabbed. And when I roll, I roll you to bend your body backwards like a bow. That's why they call it the bow and arrow. 
So we do this ninja roll together. So what I do is when I roll, I flip your whole body over me. You land between my legs and I use my knee into your back and I literally choke you with your neck here, pulling you backwards, knee in your back, and then I grab your leg and I start breaking you backwards. Hmm. It sucks on every front. Yeah, that sounds like it. So LT has 90 pounds on Max. Yeah. And he fucking threw him. Through Max? No. Oh, Max, Max through LT. <laughs> And I look at Max and I'm like, man, I love that we have people on earth like you. I love it, man. <laughs> and I'm glad you're on our side. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just like when uh, after the one class, you're like, okay. And you asked me, you're like, so like, if you got to fight him, you know, what are you going to do? I said, shoot him. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, what else are you going to do? I, I mean, because I mean. Look, me and you can stand up. Like, I'm, we can stand up. Okay, we'll see what happens. But I'm going to end up on the ground somehow. Yeah, I'm just going to shoot him. Yeah. <laughs> well, but like my my, my um, I had a fam- I have a family member who was a, uh, you know, I've, I've said I, I've had many family members who were cops. Um, one particular person was used to when he was uh, when he would pull over truckers and he would get like a real big trucker or whatever. He would just tell him like, dude, you're way too big to fight. I'm just going to shoot you. So, <laughs> not worth it, bro. Don't do yeah. it. <laughs> he's like, dude, you're, he said, but he never had any problems with like the big dudes. He said, the people he always had problems with were the scrawny little dudes. Yeah. But it's yeah, crazy. It's, it's just one of the, one of those is just like, yeah, no, I'm just going to shoot him. <laughs> That's why you have concealed carry. PCP. <laughs> right. You can be that massive trucker or you can be that 100. 35 pound guy on PCP and you're out running the bullets. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, at least you think you are. Uh, yeah, no, I always make that joke. What do you, uh, what can you use to defeat a taser? PCP. <laughs> How many people get tased that are on crack and just keep running? <laughs> Crazy. Ooh, a, little, a, little, a little extra high. Yeah. Shamana, 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 right? They just take off. Um, I got a couple more things. All right. What's up? How was your last trip? Fine. Yeah. All right. Just wondering. Yeah. yeah like I said, I haven't seen you in a while. It was a good time. Yeah. Haven't seen you in a while. And uh, I was just wondering how it was and how you've been. Because like I said, it's been a while. It's been literally like three weeks. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I'm glad, glad to be home. Ready to get some hunting in. You know, uh, the special antler this season for a gun happened over the past weekend. And I unfortunately didn't. Uh, I wasn't here for it. I was bummed out. Um, I thought I was going to be uh, back in time, but, you know, didn't happen. So uh, I think I asked you this last time because I have a friend who day one harvested. I say friend. He's someone I've met like a couple times, and then we follow each other, of course, on social media. Yeah. And uh, he's harvested a mule buck in velvet. Didn't we talk about this last yeah, time? Yeah, I think I remember you saying something about this. Yes, yeah, we, t- we had a conversation about this. What was your what was your what's your question? Just that, that like you would you want like look around like look at my walls right now, right? I think it'd be cool to have one with velvet on it. I, but the process to though to preserve it because it's all about blood flow from yeah. what I understand. Well, yeah, because once the uh, so from my understanding, the velvet comes off once the blood actually gets in between the velvet and the bone. Once that like 
it almost swells and separates the two from each other. And then, yeah, we went to an elk farm and they were starting to shed and it was almost scary how much they're bleeding. Yeah. I remember Lauren was like, does that hurt them? I'm like, no, they don't feel If that. anything, it's like an itch. Yeah. That's why they, that's why they rub it. Yeah. That's why they're scratching at it. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't think I, I don't personally, I, I prefer the look of the bone antler over the look of the velvet. So I don't think, I don't think that's something I would ever strive for is like a, a, a velvet mount myself personally, a personal preference, obviously, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe one day if I ever, if I get like a, a good handful of mounts, and then maybe I'm like, oh, you know, I want something a little different. Yeah, maybe. But like right, like right now, I don't ever, I don't see myself ever pursuing that, especially with how I've sworn off early season deer hunting. <laughs> like, no, yeah, no, we'll just do it right here. Right? Yeah, yeah, right. Nope. I'm like, nope. I'll just stick with doves and fishing. Thanks. Yeah. I randomly thought of you today as I was scrolling on the old Instagram, oh, and I found. Of, you think of me? Well, I found an account called. I should I wrote it down? Torons of Yellowstone. So they oh, made okay. a I funny... See, I can see where this is going. You have tourists and morons. Tourists being morons in Yellowstone. So Torons of Yellowstone. Yeah. And I man, I started going down that route. It's an old account. I started oh, watching yeah. all these videos and people like literally putting their hands inside of some of those hot springs and stuff. And I'm just like, I love it. I'm so glad that we have... one of those people. No, I was no. You tried to pet a bison, okay? I did not. Although, actually, I, I don't. Never mind. I don't want to incriminate myself. Never mind. Well, I'll tell you off air. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> I found it the other day, and I was like, "Dang it!" Anyway, um, yeah. So I saw, saw that account, and then it took me down the rabbit hole of freaking social media. And next thing you know, man, I was watching this account of crocodiles and alligators and do you know how many freaking videos there are especially crocodiles of crocodiles eating people it's upsetting i'll start tagging you and all the shit dude if you want to see it there's one that just came out of australia monster croc oh dude those saltwater crocs oh my god and it had this human in its mouth and it was holding it by its like arm and human's been dead for a little bit and these guys are in a boat, and this monster croc just swims casually up to them and with this freaking human hanging out of its mouth, and they're talking about it. And the closer it got to the boat, the more out of the water it brought itself and the human. And the live humans are like, it's almost like he's showing off to us. That Look what I have. And he gets up right to the boat, shows it off, and they're like, oh, shit. That's like a kid. And it was. It was apparently a kid from a local village down in Australia. Got too close to the water. And uh, that's all she wrote. And then after it shows off its prize, it just slowly goes underwater. And that water is like tan and murky. And it, it's amazing how quickly those things disappear there. Yeah. Well, just in even alligators here. I mean, because so the saltwater crocs, right? They, they've adapted to their environment. They're more of a tannish brown color as to where the alligators are more of a here, more of a black yeah. Color. I actually talked about that today. Yeah. yeah. So when, you know, in Florida, Louisiana, the water's more black than it is blue or anything, in the freshwater anyway. So when they go down, they blend in with the black, with the dark water. Yo. There's videos that came out since the hurricane of alligators in people's houses, flooded oh, yeah. homes. Yeah, I'm sure. And, well, I mean, hell, TikTok there was, and social there was, media. There was videos years ago of bull sharks in a Walmart parking lot. 
I've seen, yeah, yeah. Yeah, remember that? This guy's bass fishing in, like, the road. He's, like, my new favorite spot, and it's him in his driveway, and he's catching freaking fish, you know? But the alligator, this people, this, this family goes back to their home, and they open it up, and their back sliding glass door had shattered, and that's why the house flooded. And so it was still flooded. It had probably, like, knee-deep water in it. They walk and they turn a corner. It's all on fucking video, dude. They turn a corner down a hallway and this freaking alligator's right there in their house. And it wasn't small. And I'm just like, yo. <laughs> and I actually told someone this today. I was like, hey, let me explain this to you. I'm from Florida. Growing up, I was not scared of Florida. I was not. I would swim and wakeboard and tube in every lake possible. We would surf, and when you see sharks, you just put your feet on the board. Like, you saw them out there, like, whatever. It's not uncommon to see them, but it's also not that common. But you just kind of knew they were there. Now that I've been separated from Florida for 11 years, and I have two little girls, when we went back last time, my daughters were down by the lake behind my dad's house feeding the ducks. Get away from that water. What are you doing? And my daughter's like, I just want to feed the ducks. Oh, fuck those ducks. Get away from that water. Damn gators, man. Yep, so opportunist. That's why I'm like, man, like, man, I remember Bush Gardens. Have you ever been there? Uh, uh, not Bush Gardens, no. So Bush Gardens in Tampa, they opened up uh, a whole new area of the park called uh, Egypt and their premier roller coaster there. When you leave this, the little docking station, you kind of do like a quick little drop and it makes a turn and before it goes up the incline. Okay. They used to have freaking alligators in there. And it was a hanging coaster. And you literally, they had alligators in there. They like, someone thought, that's a good idea. And to make it more realistic, like it's the Nile. And I remember being a kid, I'm like, there's alligators on this ride, like real gators on this ride. And you look and people drop shoes and hats and stuff in there. And I'm a kid, man. This is like 97, 99 or whatever. And you're like, Someone thought that was a good idea to put a pit of gators underneath a hanging roller coaster. So when people only go about six, seven feet above them on this roller coaster, granted, it's super quick. However, man, someone thought that was a great idea. I've heard better ones. (laughs) I've heard better ideas. Yeah. Well... Well, I think that's going to be it. We yeah, no, we, have, bit, we, we covered quite a bit on that. And, uh, you know, probably some dream about gators tonight. Yeah. Actually, full circle, wrap this up. You ready? You yeah. haven't watched it yet. So, over the weekend, I thought it was a great idea. I'm like, well, let's see what everyone's freaking talking about. So, Dahmer. I binged watched Jeffy Dahmer. Yeah, yeah. I just said it again. So, uh, Jeffy. Jeffy. So, for Friday night to Saturday night, I think I put down like five episodes, got halfway through. And, that first night I laid in bed and I had freaking dreams. So it gave you kind of like a, I don't know, heads up that first episode, man, I was laying right here watching it and I had to like, uh, like <laughs> what the fuck am I watching right now? Right. So I even checked my watch. I'm like, what is my heart rate right now? I want to see like, is my heart rate affected? Cause I feel like my, my heart's you know, like, and it's not even that it's scary or anything, but it's definitely gruesome. But it's like, this is real, man. Like that's, that happened in the nineties. I was a kid when that happened. I don't. I, I'm just saying, Dahmer wouldn't have been able to succeed today. <laughs> 
it's hilarious that for the first like four episodes we talked about cannibalism and we laugh about it and then i watch that and i'm like oh my god dude so gross because it is gross (laughs) it's so disgusting like he Oh, like, wait till you. We, uh, apparently, okay, we need to clarify. We are not. We were not trying Advocate. to normalize <laughs> cannibalism <laughs> in our earlier episodes. Okay. No, Damn we it. just talked about it every. <laughs> no. You know, it is the, normal in nature. In the human world, it is fucking weird. Okay. But how funny is it too? I told Lauren. I was like, hey, so Dahmer ate people, oh but God. the Donner party also ate people. How funny is that one? That Donner and Dahmer. Fucking the Crazy outsiders man. here, sponsored by fucking Jeffrey Dahmer. Apparently, Jesus <laughs> you gotta be Jeffy. Jeffy. Sorry, Jeffy Dahmer. <laughs> he he never succeeded. <sighs> Crazy. Yep. You know you gotta throw that out there just in case people think we're advocating for cannibalism. Yeah. Have you seen? Uh, do you know who Andrew? Do you know who Andrew Schultz is? The name sounds familiar. He's a comedian, and he has a special. There's a whole story behind like. He was owned by Comedy Central, and then he made a special for Netflix. He got let go from Comedy Central, and then he said, screw it, and he bought his own special from Netflix for too much money, so he had the rights to it. So he put it on his own website, tripled or quadrupled his money. I don't know. Anyway, now it's all free, and it's on YouTube. It's only been out for like eight days now. Bro, it is hilarious, and he has one part in there about, um, oh my God, what's his name? Uh, who's the freaking killer that killed all the girls? Ted Bundy. Mm, yeah. Was that him? Yeah. 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 He talks about, he has a whole skit about him. It's freaking hilarious. You got to see it. In fact, we should watch it together because it's that funny. Okay. <laughs> it's pretty damn funny. But anyway, serial killers, real funny. Even better, cannibalism. Cannibalism. <laughs> uh, <laughs> on that guy, note, guy here for cannibalism. Nope. On that note, I think it's time to put down this uh, milkshake. Yeah, I still I think, have mine. I, I think it's. Uh, I, th- I think we've reached our limit for the show. Mm. Every time we bring back to cannibalism, that's our. We our seem cue. to. We seem to keep coming back around to that one. Maybe we'll just change the whole flavor of the show to cannibalism. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> uh, flavor cannibalism got it good. Yum 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 yum. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> Uh, Lauren's oh laughing. Hello, Clarice. Yes, dude. I, I, it's October. Have you started watching horror movies yet? Uh, we watched. Um, actually, for the first time, I watched The Predator last night. The original? Yeah, the original. Bro, I can't tell you how many hundreds of times. Which, by the way, uh, one of the games gr- of that. one of the greatest lines in movie he- history I've ever heard. Uh, this stuff will turn you Which into one? a damn tyrant, sexual tyrannosaurus. Sexual tyrannosaurus, yeah. You <laughs> want a child? I heard, I heard that and started dying. And instantly wanted him to survive, but I knew he wasn't Ventura, going to. man, yeah. He's on there. and then, Stuff uh, will turn you into a goddamn sexual tyrannosaurus. Yep. I ain't got time to bleed. <laughs> The greatest handshake ever caught on oh, camera. It's a, it's a meme. Dylan. <laughs> and you then son of the a bitch. fucking literally you see the like the shock wave when they clap hands. You're like, oh shit. And the biceps and it's like it's a how meme. It, it's a meme, dude. <laughs> it was so good it was a meme. And then well and that was a we handshake. Talking, we were talking last night. I'm like, Arnold Schwarzenegger was the eighties version of The Rock for us. A hundred percent. Yeah, like so like yeah. our our version of him is Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Yeah, the Rock saw Arnold went word. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> have it in. <laughs> right. No, I mean that's Dude, exactly. Predator almost didn't happen. It was such a low budget movie. 
but the script was too good. And they're like, I don't think this is going to happen. So they did like a trial run from my understanding. And they're like, I don't know. Man. Like, no, it's too good. We have to make it a movie. So then they just threw all the money at it and got Arnold and all those people. And they're like, yeah, dude, it's a great movie. Yeah, yeah, by the way, Lando Calrissian, freaking jacked. Monster, dude. Yeah, dude. I didn't Huge. Fucking, fucking ripped. Um, where, well, we started watching that because I've heard really good things about the movie Prey. Yeah. And I wanted to. I haven't see seen it yet. I've heard great things. So yeah. I wanted to see at least the original Predator before I started watching Prey. It's so good. And then Predator 2 got kind of weird. I like the original Alien versus Predator. That one was good. And then, of course, they came out with 10 more of those. I don't, think, like, I don't think we're going to watch all of the... I think we're probably just going to stick with the one Predator and then go to Prey. Correct. I would. Well, maybe watch that. Watch the original Alien with Sigourney Weaver and then watch Alien versus Predator. And then you're like, okay, that's legit. Yeah. And then it's like, all right, well, do what you want from there. But... I went back and I started watching all the originals. So last Halloween, uh, I took the whole month and just started taking them off, man. Like the original uh, Friday Thirteenth, the original my uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. My favorite is Halloween. Michael Myers. Yes, uh, the new one's coming out next week. By the way, so it's two yeah, years in a row they've come out with it. Yeah. Like, so, Damn, when is it ever gonna end? I, I like. Well, I like how it's the how it's an alternate. Um, so basically, the first new one that they came out with a couple years ago was uh, basically the an alternate timeline number two yeah right i so never they, saw they, the rob zombie one uh because he did his, his own spin on it i did either no i didn't do that one because you're talking about the one from last last year with um jamie lee curtis yes yeah yeah, yeah. well i mean wasn't there one before that with her yes wasn't last year's three technically halloween three Sure. <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember. So anyway, so you had the original Halloween, and then they did their that one timeline. Well, this is now an alternate timeline, the one that they're working on now. And I like I like I actually I really like these new Halloween movies. They're really good. They're pretty good. Yeah, they're great. Plus, I love the soundtrack to it, like the, the whole spin they did to the iconic Halloween music. They yeah. they, they put like the bass behind it. Yeah, like some modern bass. And it's so like, good, dude. It's pretty badass. I went back and watched the original Hellraiser, and I'm like, man, I forgot that the original wasn't good. Number two, I think, and three were better. But I'm like, okay, that one was good, but wait till they remake that one now. And then same, like, I went back and watched uh, Ch- Texas Chainsaw. Have you seen the original? Uh, I don't think I have, no. I, 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 I think I started watching it, like, when I was little. I used I hate scary, I hated scary movies. Well, that's what's funny about it. I Once again, I always dig in and do freaking too much research into dumb shit. So while I was watching it, if you notice, like as gory and as nasty as it is, because they're being brutally cannibalized <laughs> with a chainsaw, uh, that it was actually in 1972, I think it was. They were trying to release it as a PG movie because they didn't have PG 13 back then. It was either PG or it was R. And so, if you watch the movie, there's no blood. The only time there's blood is when he cuts his hand, and then when the old guy in the wheelchair starts sucking on her finger, they cut her finger so he has blood. But for them, like killing them and cannibalizing it never shows it it's just the the horror or the the thrill behind you knowing what's happening yeah so it's actually like not that scary when you look at it from that angle hmm. but then they ran away with of course and you had the one with um arlie ermy in it and stuff and you're like yeah i got crazy i think um friday the 13th wasn't that good i didn't like friday the 13th the original yeah I didn't yo think they killed good. kevin bacon spoiler alert i mean, no. I like. I thought. Like, I, I just thought. I thought it was super. I mean, and as most movies in the '80s or whenever this came out was, yeah. I thought it was super corny. I thought. I thought 
as far as old school corny slashers go. Obviously, Halloween I think is the goat. Nightmare on Elm Street, very yeah. good. I did not care for. I like. I just like. And I, I watched it as an adult. I I, I thought Friday the Thirteenth was just not. Nightmare is good, right? It's good in the sense of it's like a, the suspense thriller of like I hate my fear in life is the whole insane asylum of if we bring asylums back that they just my neighbors like Derek's fucking crazy and they come and lock me away <laughs> forever, right? Well, that's Nightmare on Elm Street. They get trapped in their own dreams, right? Where it's not reality, but it is. Because if you die in your dream, you're gonna, you're gonna fucking die. You're gonna die in real life. And so you go back and you watch these, and you're like, man, I remember as a kid them being a lot scarier than they were because obviously we're, you know we're a kid and everything was scary. But now you look and you're like, how many stars were born from these freaking dumbass B C horror films? Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, Johnny Depp. He's in the original Nightmare on Elm Street. Is he? Fuck yeah, he I'm is. I'm gonna have to watch. You know what? We did not watch that one last year. I haven't seen. I haven't seen the original Nightmare on Elm Street in a while. I but I do remember that one. Like even as in you know modern times, that one being like, damn, that was a scary movie. Yeah, Johnny Depp, Nightmare on Elm Street. I'll have to rewatch um, that. Jamie Lee Curtis. You have uh, Kevin Bacon in uh, Friday Thirteenth. I mean, it's just crazy. It's like, well, you have the trifecta, I guess, of those three. But then you have to now sprinkle in. There are some other great horror films. There's some new ones. like the like. Then they, they, they like so they, Saul. They got well. They got rid of. They got away from like the slashers and they started getting more into de- like some spiritual things. And they, yeah, we and did all the paranormal. Activity yeah, paranormal activities. Uh, um, what's the other one? Conjuring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Conjuring series is there's like three of those. I watched the first one and I was like, "Yeah, we're going down Amityville Horror," you know, and they um, kept producing those and and then and then you said Saul, which Saul. Which, which which isn't quite a it's not um, demonic or spiritual, but it's more of like a like a uh, serial killer kind of thing where it's like a uh, mental yeah it's a, it's a it's a mind fuck. Do you remember the first one? Yes. So I remember just being young when that that came out, and I'm watching it. And the whole time you're just like, yeah, it's gory. Well, because it gives but, you a whole bunch of mental like dilemmas in there. But it 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 brought back my fear of the insane asylum. But uh-huh. instead of being strapped to a bed, I'm going against a puzzle in time for my life. And so that's why I remember being I'm like, yeah, this kind of scares me in this the sense of it's an easy solve. All of these have solves where you don't have to die, but you have time going against you, and death is about to be reality. So. You have to solve this, but you're trapped. So I thought, you know, Saul was good, but then now they're on like Saul, like 57 or whatever it is, and yeah, they have 60, all the spinoffs too. Like 69. Nice. Yeah. I don't know. What else? Have you ever been to Halloween Horror Nights? Uh, no, I never did. I remember I, I, I used to hate anything scary movies. So Even like, then, Haunted though. House is not a fan or wasn't the, a fan. I like them the now, though. thrill. We, we used to make an event because that's Lauren's birthday. So what we used to do is we would rent a hotel, and unfortunately for that hotel, we would have a massive party in the hotel room. So we'd go to Orlando, and we would have like, I think our last one, we had, what, like 18 people in that hotel room? It was stupid how many people we had. And we'd just party and have fun and then get a cab, you know, usually a 15-passenger van, and they would drive us down. And when I say, like, I tell everyone this, when I say spare no expense, this is universal, the premiere of them showing off what they can do. So you, you normally go to Universal to ride rides. No, they turn all the rides into haunted houses. And then what they've done is like they take you into Nightmare on Elm Street. 
So when you go in, like you wait in a five hour line, of course, to go into one haunted house, but you walk through the graveyard and there's like fog and you look and there's the house and you walk in and Freddy's around every corner. I remember this one room you walk in and it's uh, it's a hospital and there's all these beds like gurneys. And then all of a sudden they all jump up, scare the fuck out of you. They're all jumping up. And then like two or three of them will get out of the bed and start running after you. And it's freaking Freddy. And then they're playing the music and then everything, man. Jason, that one was the most scary. They took the dry jaws and turned it into the boathouse at freaking Camp Crystal Lake. And you have Jason around every corner. Literally, you're just like, oh, every, fuck, man. It's so much fun. People and we were gonna go this year, and maybe we should end with this. We were gonna go, but our plans got altered. What? Why are you shaking your head? No. It, it it's. Almost, I'm sorry, are you the time police. It's almost there. It's no, almost the freaking one. our best one. The last one was the longest one. Thanks, mom. Anyway, we uh, are no longer going because we're gonna have Christmas puppies. Bella's pregnant. Who impregnated her? <laughs> <laughs> I bet you can guess who. Got a little incest going on? They're not brother or sister. I, oh, yeah. Well, I mean, they live in the same house. house. Yeah. Yeah, incest so cannibals. Help, 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 help me, step bro. I'm stuck. <laughs> <laughs> help me, step dog. Help me, step doodle. <laughs> what, what are you doing, step dog? Yeah, man. So uh, we were going to go, but she's due, I think, like November 1st or something like that. So, uh, you know. That's why she's not barking or doing anything right now because oh, okay. she's growing us some little puppies, apparently. Oh, well. Against everyone's will. Except for that one right here. Not against his will. <laughs> except for Leo. Leo's Bro. the only one that was like, hell yeah, I did that. Uh, I got to show you now. Another Look at this picture of when this whole thing went down. Oh, it was so... I Anyway, that's a whole other story. So... um. I'm freaking in here, and uh, finally they separate. I don't know if you know how that all works. Yeah, I'm aware. We might have to turn, we might have to turn this into a two-part episode. <laughs> yeah, maybe, or maybe not. Um, dang it, well, I got to find it. Anyway, so it's no easy process, right? It's a long process with dogs. So anyway, long story short here is I was there. I was actually cleaning up, washing dishes right when he uh, was uh, done, and I look over. And right as they separated, he literally just fell on the ground. Like, didn't, like, slowly get down. He literally just plopped right on his side. And I'm like, oh, my God. I feel you, buddy. I I know, right? (laughs) I feel it, brother. (laughs) What do I do? I pull out my phone, and I capture this picture. The moment he lifts his head up, look how happy (laughs) he is. Look how happy he is. He is so proud. (laughs) You dog. But on that note. It was good. It's been a fun night. We've man, we've covered a lot of bases on this one. We talked about some scum of the earth cheating in a tournament. We talked about cannibalism again. Uh, Ops normal. Do, um, doggy style. I mean, it's been... <laughs> and a quick uh, trip down the horror movie lane. Yeah, quick one. Hey, uh, which gave me an idea. Our next episode. And I want to say for our next episode because I want to give you time. We need to do a fall draft where we each just draft five things from fall, just like just like a fantasy football draft. We draft five things from fall, make our list, and then we, we'll post it on the page and we'll see who, what, which everybody likes. Like, what do you mean, though? Like, 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 
we each get a pick. We have to pick something that is associated with fall. Like turkey? Sure. So I just pick five things that I like? You just pick five things that are associated with fall, right? Like horror movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pumpkins, whatever. Okay. Yeah, you, see if someone agrees with us or what their top five would be or something. Yeah, and then like, right. and then once we uh, once we've compiled our list, we will post it on the Outsiders page, and we'll see what everybody thinks. We'll see who uh, whose is better. You uh, you game for that? Yeah, that'd be fun. All right, cool. And I still owe you an answer about where I would be on alone. I never answered if I had to do alone, pick my own place where I'd be. Oh, I completely forgot about that. Yeah, I didn't. All right, next episode. All right, well, next time. So, guy, as always, it's been a great time. Uh, yeah. Until next time. See you.